Well, welcome again, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Talk 122 with your superintendent, Dr. Terrell Yarbrough. Um, as you can see, um, I have an awesome special guest here um, this evening. This will be our equity um, segment. Really um, geeked up about it and, and excited to talk about all the good work um, that we are doing in our district and and who better to start with us than Caitlin, <laughs> right? So for the audience that, that do not know who you are and, and all those things, can you tell them just a little bit about yourself? So I am a senior at Harlem High School. I was in MSU, our Multicultural Student Union, last year, and I am, I am again this year. Um, and I worked with uh, Dr. Yarbrough and now Dr. Boyce, um, as well as the teachers in MSU to um, design a banner last year for equity. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. So and when you're, you talked about MSU a little bit, so mm -hmm. can you tell the audience just what MSU is for those that, that don't know, although they should know, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So MSU is, I'm, is our multicultural student union here at Harlem. Um, what we really, our goal is, is to um, promote just like equity and just every student having a voice inside of the school. Um, and we do that through um, discussions, volunteer work before COVID, um, and just really being open with each other and accepting of all people. Okay. And so how, how if someone wants to join, how, how could they join MSU? Um, they could talk to Ms. Noonan okay. um, about it. Um, I think that we have the list of clubs on our school website. Okay. Um, or they could just find a member and ask them about it. It's super easy. We have um, papers posted around the school about it. I know Ms. Newnham made some. So. Okay. Awesome, awesome. So you mentioned the banner, mm -hmm. right? Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, because you did, you were the creator of the banner, right? You um, just turned out beautifully, you know, <laughs> by the way. So tell us, like, you know, the process leading up to the creation of it. Um, and then the end result. So just tell us a little bit about that. So it started off as MSU wanted to um, paint the bus lane okay. with different words, just kind of, I think it was Black Lives Matter at first, and then we wanted mm -hmm. to add in other things, um, like love is love or and other phrases um, mm -hmm. that were important to specific students at Harlem. Um, yeah. And then we decided against that. We wanted something that was going to be a little bit more permanent um, at the school, so we decided on a banner. Um, and then we did decide to uh, open it up to more than just Black Lives Matter. I know we have women's rights or human rights, love is love, mm -hmm. um, and plenty of other phrases kind of um, relating to students at Harlem that um, may not have their voices heard as much as others. Okay. No, that is awesome. I was recently um, at a school that was doing, um, you know, their, their equity work. And one of the teachers told me where they have their banner um, in the hallway, um, the little kids, every morning they walk by and they high five the hands in the banner, just, just, just touched me. Right. And so when you, when you think about, you know, our equity work, right. And you being, um, a part of the equity work, why is it so important to you that we continue this being a student that has, you know, obviously come through the district, um, and now almost you know, going to graduate. We're going to say that. That's, that's, that's going to happen, <laughs> Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, and then going to go out into the world, right? Why do you think it's important for us to, to not only continue our equity work, um, you know, but to really, you know, make sure that, um, that others, you know, like you who come after you um, are involved in it? 
Um, it's important to me personally because I didn't like have that sort of representation at the school when I was at a younger age. Um, I didn't have like a banner to high five when I was in elementary school and younger. Um, so I just think that it's very important for students to sort of be able to see themselves inside the school and see representation um, and to kind of feel like they have a safe environment where they can like fully and openly express themselves. Um, and I think that it's important that we have students continue this work because a banner was just the first step. Okay. And I feel like it's a good, it's a good start. It's a good start. It's a good like promise to make, but then you have to like fulfill that promise. Like mm -hmm. we have this banner on the outside of the school, but then what are we going to do on the inside of the school to um, prove that we're more than just words. We're more than just, just empty promises. Okay. Wow. That's deep. No, and I really appreciate that. And, and just having you on and being in your presence, um, I'm honored um, not only for you to be a student, you know, in our district, but a future leader in our community. And so here's a curveball question for you, right? <laughs> As you relax now and you talked a little bit about that. Um, your favorite teacher throughout Harlem? Hmm. You can only pick one. I can only pick one. Only you pick one. <laughs> um, I would probably say Brad Sweet. Um, okay. He's my honors. So Mr. Sweet. Yes. Wow. All yes. right. I'm not saying wow, Brad. I couldn't <laughs> have been you, but wow. <laughs> okay. He's um he's my honors economics teacher, and he was also okay. my golf coach for all four years. Um, and I just think he's a really amazing person. He's seen like how much I've changed, and kind of he's encouraged that growth throughout the years. Um, and I just really appreciate how like openly like supportive he is of the work that I'm doing and the equity work that we're doing inside the school. Okay. Um, he has a lot of vision that I agree with um, and a lot of ideas on where we should take things next. Um, and it's just really awesome being able to have conversations with him that don't just pertain to economics or pertain to golf. He's, he's really good at like focusing on schooling and having kids like focus on his schoolwork, but then also being, being able to, um, kind of have those personal relationships that help make learning easier. Wow, and that's, that, and that's important, right? Mm, is to have someone that, that you can look up to and, and kind of help you know, inspire you, absolutely, right? To yeah. do some of the things that you're doing. Um, I had someone similar, you know, and my, he was in middle school for me, um, same, same situation, right? Made an impact on me and, and, and really made me believe that that I can continue on my path too. So, so that's awesome. So now um, we're at that moment of truth um, for you, right? This is what all of our podcasters do. They take Ooh. a shot in the ESPN <laughs> basket. Let's see. Um, first time. Let's see what what happens here. Uh, that was that was close. That was though. close. That was close. <laughs> so, but Caitlin, um, really appreciate having you on. Um, the work that you have done and will continue to do. Um, it's going to be felt, you know, throughout our district um, for years to come. So thank you. thank you. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Um, it's an honor and a privilege to have you on. Um, I would introduce you, but I think you're going to do a better job uh -oh. than myself introducing you. We go way back yeah. uh, from our days at McChesney and, and talking with you now, especially on our equity you know, episode of the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, it's really humbling um, for me because just way back when, when we first met each other, I just, I just knew I was like, oh, she's, she's, she's awesome, and, and, and I just felt like, like you were, you were in, 
in a situation where you were going to impact our kids and and you have and so to have you on this episode is is really humbling to me and i appreciate you being on and so that being said, can you introduce yourself to the audience, just who you are and, and what you do in the district? Sure. Well, thank you very much. Uh, very kind words. I appreciate that. Uh, my name is Casey Kaczynski. I'm currently the assistant principal at Windsor Elementary School. Um, but as you stated, I began my career at McChesney Elementary as a fourth grade teacher. And I actually had uh, your your previous podcaster up here as a student. So it's okay. kind of neat to see that come full circle. Um, and then I spent eight seven years as a professional development specialist at Windsor and Olson Park. So just transitioned to the uh, assistant principal position this year. Absolutely. Now, now you're not just an educator um, and an administrator in our district. You're also a parent, right? And so in thinking about our equity work, especially from a parent's lens, right? Why is our equity work so important to you? So, uh, my, yes, my daughter is at the high school this year, and she is biracial. Um, so as a white mother to a black biracial daughter, um, the equity work is very important to me in this district um, because I, I want my daughter to feel comfortable, um, welcome, accepted, and valued in a district that is primarily white okay. um, with primarily white educators. Um, I was raised in the Rockford School District, so I went to a much more diverse school. Um, But when I saw what Harlem was doing with their equity work as a teacher in this district, I was so impressed that I actually ended up moving so my daughter could come to Harlem as a student um, because I just so believed and was amazed at what we were doing in regards to equity. So I want her, um, as a biracial student and person in this world, to understand, um, you know, some of the racial inequities that she is going to face, Mm -hmm. that she has faced, but also some of the privilege that she, you know, also has in regards um, to being biracial. Mm -hmm. So, and it's interesting that you brought that, the the word privilege up, right? Mm So when you when you say that and it's, and fit it in the terms of, of your daughter, mm-hmm. can you explain that a little bit? Um, so when I when I discuss privilege, and I know uh, oftentimes it's kind of like a harsh term for people to hear, mm-hmm. um, especially you know in regards to race. But we think of privilege as um, something that some people earn automatically, or right. that some people work towards. Um, okay. And so when I talk about privilege in regards to race, I'm talking about the fact that certain groups of people, like white people, don't often experience um, or go through traumas that they that that black or brown people go through okay. simply based on the color of their skin. And then there's a privilege in that. Mm-hmm. So my daughter, being biracial, um, and she is very light skinned. So sometimes people assume that she is white, okay. or um, in, in regards to a privilege with that. Um, Oftentimes, she may not fit a certain stereotype mm-hmm. that other people have for black or brown people. Okay. Um, and there's a privilege, an inherent privilege in that. So um, I, I try to equate it to people when I'm having conversations with them. Because I'm an able-bodied person and I see a set of stairs, I don't even have to think about how I might tackle those stairs or get up those stairs. Mm-hmm. And there's a privilege in that. There's no consciousness that I have to be aware of in regards to that. 
And um, I think that's, you know, what we talk about when we talk about white privilege is there are a lot of experiences in the world, going to rent a home, going to apply for a job, you know, obtaining a job where you may not obtain it, but it's it's 90% of the time not because of the color of your skin. Okay. Awesome. Man, you, you just, you hit us with some knowledge there. See, I was a little nervous <laughs> before you got on here, but no, you're, you're fine. And so, so let me hit you with a, with a, a little funny question, a little, little tidbit here. Sure. And, so you've been at a, f- a few schools, right? Correct. Um, so favorite school you've ever been at? Oh, come on. For? That's tough. Hey, I'm going to make hey. some enemies saying that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Okay. So let's, let's see. Oh, uh, let's wordsmith this. Right. No. <laughs> Um, so I have to say that my favorite school right now is the one that I'm currently working at. Um, and I think in every building that I've worked at, I've worked with some amazing people and educators, and I've been able to grow and learn from each of those experiences and take that with me to better myself. Um, the reason I say that Windsor is my favorite school right now, (laughs) yes, um, is I've just really connected with the culture at that building. Um, It is a culture where everybody just kind of pulls together and uplifts each other. Um, There's really no like role differential. That's not my job or, you know, we just, we're just a family. Um, And I, I guess I've just done a lot of growing as a person through my equity work. Um, And I, I did it alongside those people. So we've had some really tough conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, the members of the equity team there, we've all transformed over the years. Gotcha. And, you know, when you go through those kind of life-changing moments together, mm-hmm. you really just become close. Um, and there's just a bond that you build with people that's gotcha. kind of hard to break. So Okay. Well, yeah. I, I don't think... I, shout, again, shout outs to Windsor. I don't think anyone will be <laughs> upset with you. <laughs> I would have picked Chesney. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just the way it rolls. So, again, thank you for being on the show. Um, really appreciate um, your knowledge, your honesty, um, you know, and your truth. Um, so now is that time for you. You could choose to not do it. I haven't had it happen before Uh-oh. yet. But All right, let's, let's go see for what this. you got. I do have a, a little bit of skill. Here we go. Oh, it was there though. That oh, was good. Hit the rim, hit the rim. Well, again, thank you, Ms. Yeah. Kaczynski, for, for being on the episode. Thank All you right. very much. All right. Well, how are you? I'm well. You're well? No. Yes. Well, thank you for, for being on, on this episode of our podcast. Um, and I say are because this is, even though my name's on the podcast, this is. This is not, you know, for me. This is this is all of us, right? And it's a way for for us to communicate with not only um, educators and students within our district, but also our community members, right? And to let them know of things that that we're doing, you know, at our schools. Um, uh, we're doing some positive things, lots of positive things. Um, you've been a part of of quite a few things, right? Um, um, so at this point, if you can just introduce yourself to the audience a little bit, for those that don't know you, tell them a little bit about yourself and some of the roles that you've had within the district, right? Some of the things that you've done. Okay. Um, so I'm at the high school, Kira Noonan, um, at the high school, um, in the social studies department. So, um, obviously teach social studies Mm -hmm. classes. Um, one of the classes that I teach is African-American history. 
So it's, I was trying to think how many years now. I think it's been five. It's, it's it, man, time flies. Five or, I, yes, <laughs> um, that I've had it. So originally started as a one semester, whole, all-encompassing class. Um, mm-hmm. It's been expanded, so it's two semesters, essentially. Okay. Um, so a little more time to, to go through all that history. Um, part of the equity team at the high school, um, so I've worked with some of that, and then also within like social studies, um, part of the vet doc, okay. um, Harlem Veteran Project class. Um, have a role at HNN. HNN, as well. yes, yeah. HNN. Mm-hmm. Um, so teach the media yeah. studies class up there too. Right. Um, so and some then of some you other that see those videos, that was crazy, cool videos. Miss Newnham is, is kind of responsible for that too. So partly, partly. partly. <laughs> Okay. All right. So now when you, when you were talking about um, your African-American history class, you know, that you teach, right? And it's been, you know, approximately five years um, since you started that class. It's grown, right? From where, from where it started to where it is, is today. And obviously that's a testament to you um, and your commitment to that. But take us back to when you first was approached for that class, right? Tell us a little bit about your feelings with that. You're, you're, and I kind of know a little bit, but I kind of want you to, to talk about that because being, being obviously, um, you know, a white female, um, being asked to teach an African-American history course, right? I want the audience to know just how that felt for you. Um, yeah, so it was kind of proposed to the department um, and originally looking for volunteers. I, at the time, was teaching cultural diversity. Okay. Um, so, I mean, of course... I, Yes, I will take this on. Um, I had a lot of other classes at the time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of, like, fell to, I think, a couple people. Um, and I was definitely very nervous um, in the sense of I am a white female. Mm-hmm. What knowledge do I have? Um, how am I going to approach this? Where do I start? Because at that point, there was no curriculum. Um, it was basically whoever's going to teach this, you get to create everything. Um, yes, which sometimes is like, oh, okay, yes. And then sometimes it's like, oh, okay. Um, so it, it, it was nerve wracking in that sense of, you know, where do I go? It made me really reflect on my education, um, both in, you know, high school, but also in college and in what I was exposed to um, and everything that I wasn't exposed to. Um, In those first couple of years, I just remember, like, diving into things, thinking, like, why do I not know this? Like, how do I, how did I not, like, talk about this more or, you know, just be exposed to those things? Um, And so every year, as I teach the class, there's just more and more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also kind of got to a point where I was like, I need, I, I need more education, um, which did lead me to go back to school okay. um, just because I, I wanted, I just needed that something extra. Okay. Um, not to say that like I couldn't not have done that and just done research and done, you know, things, but it, like I felt like I was missing something um, to really be able to bring to the table. And I, I think I was very open with students in the beginning. Well, still now, but in the beginning, especially like, 
listen, we're learning together. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm saying is not, you know, always going to be like the absolute. And I think we see that throughout history as we reevaluate things, um, just kind of what, what, what information or what perspectives have we had historically, um, and what other lenses can we look through to kind of paint a broader picture okay. of those experiences? Perfect. So no. that's really what my yeah. focus on. That's and that's and that's interesting. So when you think of our equity work, right, where we were and where we're going, and you know the. The last two individuals on the podcast kind of gave their answer as well. So why is our equity work important to you? Um, man, why wasn't I preparing for this? <laughs> um, for me, I think, one, coming into the district from where, like, my high school experience mm-hmm. was locally. But then coming in, I had a very different perception of Harlem. When I was here, it was completely different. And I was like, what the heck? So I think that was like, why do we think these things? Or why do we have this? Then, you know, going through having cultural diversity, teaching that kind of opened my eyes, joining the equity team and just seeing like all of these things, again, that I wasn't necessarily exposed to. And now that I am... For me, it's not enough to just be like, oh, well, I get the issues. Right. What am I doing to change them? Mm-hmm. Um, how am I being actively involved in having conversations, connecting with students, connecting with community, um, pushing for some of those changes that mm-hmm. need to happen? Um, and I think that's what's important for me so that our students feel like they're seen and heard and have a place in this district um, because I think that's so important if we can empower our students mm-hmm. to really like advocate and and be change makers um, then I think we're doing our jobs right yeah. um, and so for me like that's why the equity work is so important because there are issues um, and we can't just be like, oh, well, I know what they are. Right. But, like, what are we doing? What conversations are we having? What changes are we making um, to commit to those students? Okay. And, and I'm, I'm glad you, you said that because that's, for me, and seeing, you know, your journey, your equity journey, because um, I've had a ton of respect from you for the start, right? I, you, you've always been the type of person that, hey, you know, if you need me to do this, I'm going to do it, right? And I always respected that about you. Um, and I always thought that you you supported, you know, our kids. But over the years, I've seen you, like, grow within your voice, too, like, in using it. Like, like I see something. I see where we need to make some changes, and I'm going to push this. And, and I think that's important, and we need that. Um, so continue to, to do that. Um, please don't use, lose your voice because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see where, you know, you go and where you take us to with this equity work. A um, couple of curveball questions for you here. Okay. Um, you, you mentioned some things that, that you have done, some titles, right? Um, but I noticed you didn't say one of them, and not necessarily it's here, so I'm going to ask you to choose. Um, for those that don't know, um, Kira, you know, when you were in high school, what job did you work at? Oh, <laughs> um, I 
scooped ice cream at the dairy house. Oh my gosh, for those that know the yes. dairy house, that's why I got this belly here. But so if you had to choose yeah. between your dairy house experience and being oh. a teacher, and some of your dairy house friends might be watching this. Well, I will say this. I've had phenomenal bosses in my life. Um, and my boss at the dairy house, like I contribute so much of the person who I am okay. to that woman. Okay. Um, so like that was such a good, fun, but I mean, you're making ice cream, yeah. you're eating ice cream, candy. Right. That we was great, yeah, right? We won't, we won't mention your high school at that time, but anyway, yeah. keep going. <laughs> um, connect the dots. Connect the dots. Um, but, but in all honesty, like that, that woman was a rock. Um, and she really instilled some some phenomenal values in me um, and I think made me the person I am or contributed to that, um, the teacher that I am, just that kind of outlook on life. Mm -hmm. um, but equally so, phenomenal bosses here within wow, Harlem great, great um, that have really pushed me <laughs> to um, – have really pushed me to to kind of dive into the work and allowed me to maybe have more of a voice than sometimes I should. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I don't know. Equally, equally good. I don't know if I could pick. Perfect, perfect. And so, last question I'm going to leave you, you with in the audience, so they know a little bit about you even more. Um, so, social studies department, huh? Favorite coworker in a social studies department. Every person you work with. Oh. You only pick one. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> I know one I'm not going to pick. <laughs> um, I got... I oh, that's know. like, that just hurt me. Like, I, I'm not even that person. I was well, like, oh. listen, <laughs> sometimes when you work with someone too much, it's too much. It's too much? Okay. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, Nick Stangy's a good one. <laughs> I mean, well, you know. She's good. Marcy Stoyer, she taught me everything I knew. Okay. Literally, okay. she was my cooperating teacher. So, um, and then, like, Stark. I mean, okay. you can't go wrong with her. Okay. All right. Well. So, yes. That, that, I, you know what? That's, that's a great, great answer. I told you to only pick one, and look at that. You just... Pfft, your voice. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So so love it. All right. So now it's your your okay. chance to to take the shot. Let's, Let's see. see what happens here. It's nerve wracking. <laughs> oh, oh, that was weak. Oh, you gotta I try again. <laughs> I really like they were all shooting over, so I thought for sure. Just like lightly. okay, edit that out. Almost. Uh, all right. well, that was better than that was better. That well, first one. thank okay. you, Miss Noonan. Um, yes. It was an honor and a, and a privilege to have you on. All right, so Mr. Harris, Doctor Year, I get to have you on this podcast. Man, I've been thinking about this for a little while, but the first thing I want to do because I think I'm with this camera and you with this camera, and the audience sees us. Like you can actually see now that I'm Doctor Yarbrough, Mr. Harris. We are not the same person. Not the same. <laughs> <laughs> yep. we, we, so, so here you guys. So now here it is. Um, and so to have you on 
the equity episode because I can have you on so many other ones because of our relationship and and how well we know each other. But to have you on this one, um, it's it's really an honor because you have done just an awesome job, um, you. you know, with 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 guiding our our kids, you know, and our staff, um, and creating such a a foundation um, that I don't think is going to be um, it just it just can't be surpassed. The work that you've done. Um, you know, it's just it, it's it's just awe. It just puts me in awe, and and I and I appreciate you so much um, with that. So that being said, um, tell the audience who don't know you, even though they should know who you are, just you know, give them your name, things like that, and, and where you currently are. Well, I'm Jerry Harris. I'm currently the principal at the middle school. Um, I was there um, many years ago for six years, and then I moved up to the high school, and I was there for eight. Now I'm back down at the middle school. Okay. All right. And for those that, that don't know, because um, you mentioned eight years, I was eight years principal at the high school. That's right. Um, you were one of the first calls I, I made <laughs> when right. I got that job. And, and I was happy that you were able to um, come to the high school with me. Um, it was an honor to work alongside you. And so with our, with our equity work um, here, and, and there's been, we've had a few on the, on the, on not only our, our podcast, um, you know, talk about how, our equity work is, is important to them and has impacted them, um, but around the school district, right? I mean, we, we get that a lot when we're walking around. It's like, you know, are you going to continue the equity work? You know, like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, we the things that you've done and, and the things and the way that we can go um, within our, with our district um, around equity, diversity, you know, inclusion, um, it's so powerful, and, and we want to continue that. And so when you think about our equity work and you being, you know, strongly a part of it, um, what does it mean to you? Well, equity means everything to me as a black man. Um, it levels the playing field. Okay. It gives uh, you the opportunity to advance. Um, it breaks down those barriers that you're up against whenever you're dealing with a system that was never designed for you, you have to work diligently to try to pull those strongholds and those barriers down. Okay, all right. And so when you, when you say um, those barriers, right, go a little bit deeper, you know, with the barriers. Well, around race, okay. around gender, uh, stereotypes, misconceptions, uh, all of those are factors in navigating, like I say, through a system mm -hmm. that was never designed to protect you. Gotcha. And so with both you and I, um, you know, being in Harlem, right, and being in Harlem as, as long as we have, right, um, would you say how supportive has, has Harlem been, obviously, with, um, you know, taking away those barriers and, and putting you in, in situations where you can impact kids' lives? Well, since I've been here, i got to say that uh, Harlem has treated me really well. That's why I haven't went anywhere else. Uh, there's a lot of work that you know I've done, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Uh, I have experienced you know situations within the district uh, where you know it hasn't been too friendly, but for the most part, uh, majority of my time in this district, it, I have not experienced much of that. Okay, good, good. And so MSU, mm -hmm. Multicultural Student Union, right? You were you 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 designed it, right? You yeah. you started it. 
Um, so take us take us a little bit, um, you know, back to when, when obviously, and let me take it back because because it was in place, but it was a different name, you know, before you yeah. and you came in and obviously took it over and you changed the name. So tell us what the name was before, and then why did you change the name? The uh, name before was the African American Student Alliance. And when I talk to students about coming to our meetings and joining us uh, for those courageous conversations, everybody I talked to, and this was, this was many years ago when I first got to the high school, uh, they would say, I would ask, do you know about that, that club or that organization? And they would say, oh, that's the black club. And it wasn't so much what they said, but how they said it. It has such a negative connotation to it. And what I did is I took it back to the group. And I explained you know, my concerns around how it's so negatively perceived. Okay. Uh, and I wanted, to be, I wanted it to be all encompassing. So not only black kids, but white kids, Asian kids, Latino kids. And I said, I think if we do a name change, that'll help include everybody. And uh, one of uh, the students at that time, he was a president. Uh, we threw out many, many different names, but when he said multicultural student union, that's what stuck. Okay. And that's what we've been ever since. Awesome. Um, and I'm glad you said that because someone had asked me um, a little while ago, like, like, who benefits from our equity work? And my answer was everyone. Everyone. Right? And yeah. so, so just you changing that name, right? Um, to what it is today, that's that's who we are, right? Mm -hmm. Our equity work it, it impacts everyone, and everyone. so and so that's that's powerful, and so now, with with what you set up, you know, at the high school, obviously with MSU, and now being on the middle at the middle school, what's your vision for you know that for MSU to grow not only at the high school level but now that you're at the middle school? Absolutely, I'm definitely looking at starting a student group there. Uh, I've already talked to several students uh, who appear to be interested in uh, something like this and having a voice uh, as it relates to, you know, equity. Um, so hopefully uh, by December is my goal before we get out for Christmas break is to have our first meeting. Okay. All right. So just a few things, um, and thank you for, for sharing those, um, but a few things that I think are our students will love to know about you and 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 because they really don't get to see the other side of of, of uncle jerry like i i get to see <laughs> <laughs> and so uh tesla or motorcycle motorcycle every day motorcycle so explain to the to the audience why motorcycle i just enjoy riding a bike i do own a bike uh, okay. i have an indian uh -huh. and uh that's my stress reliever okay all right Wow. So if you've never seen uh, Mr. Harris on a motorcycle, you got to you got to see that because uh, it's uh, it's nice. It's music. I, I didn't know motorcycle music was that loud. But anyway, um, <laughs> so when we think about um, fraternities, right, colleges, mm -hmm. you belong to a fraternity, correct? I do. Um, so Kappa Alpha Psi or Omega Phi Psi? Dr. Yarbrough, you know it's going to be Omega Psi Phi. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be Omega Sapphire all day long. <laughs> well, had to say that. And, yeah. and and then the last question I got for you here is, um, so because of who you are, the the person you are, your family, 
um, things of that nature. And you, you got a lot of God kids. Yes, right? I did. Yes. Who's your favorite? I got to say, uh, Lily is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> For those that don't know, that's my daughter. So, yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I got this poppet here right now is because she gave me and why I call him Uncle Jerry um, this poppet. So, yeah. I appreciate you saying that. I hope none of your other God kids see that. They will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now it's the moment of truth for you um, with our ESPN shot. Let's see what you got here. Ooh. Ooh. That, that sucked. That hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little better. <laughs> that was a little better. Well, I saw everybody going <laughs> over the top like Ms. Noonan was saying, so I tried not to you, do you it tried so hard. Not to do it. There's, there's a strategy to yeah. this, and if you look at the other podcasts, um, you know, those that have, that have made it, and, and for those, um, Elena Mock was the first one that made it right away, first one tried it. She was on the, um, the Homecoming podcast. She did a good job, but it's a strategy to it. But anyway, um, thank you um, for your time. Thank you for your commitment to our kids um, and, and what, you, what you do um, and the role that you play um, in not only our kids' lives, but our, our staff as well. Um, love having you on. And I wanna thank you for your support and everything you're doing and will continue to do. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in to um, this episode of H122 with your superintendent, Dr. Terrell Yarbrough. And as always, I am Harlem. You are Harlem. We are Harlem. Till next time.